but I just off the top of your head, what's the most overhyped fall thing to do? Um, drink pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> podcast and clueless my name is Alyssa david we have our other co-host marvin castillo i would usually say in this moment marvin said what's up to the people but marvin's not here again i know you've heard this before i promise it's not the same intro marvin actually got a promotion at his job and he is now the manager at his location of sweet chick i'm not going to tell you the location because i don't know if he wants that out there but like you know, maybe if he comes back on next week and he wants to tell you guys the location, he can tell you and then you can, you know, go in there, shout him out, say what's up, see him at his job. But I just don't want to bombard him with people. So I'm not just going to put his location out there. But he is now the manager at one of the locations of Sweet Chick. He's killing the game. And so his schedule changed up a little bit. He's not here today, but he'll be on next week. So don't you worry for those of you who love Marvin, love his input, as we all do. He'll be back soon. Um, and so if you want to take a moment to just like write under one of our recent posts, congrats, Marvin, or shout out to Marvin, you do that, show him some support. He's killing the game and we're excited for where this will take him. But just like any other podcast, we're going to jump into another episode, another person. This is episode eight and I'm super, super, super excited for this person. Uh, as you guys know, I moved from New York City to Haverhill, Massachusetts. I'm not like just like located in Haverhill, Massachusetts. I work in Lowell, Massachusetts. I go to church in Medford, Massachusetts. Like I'm just a little bit of all over the place. I have friends uh, in every little bit of Massachusetts. And so it's been cool. But one of the reasons that I moved to Massachusetts when I was thinking of where I was going to move and praying about where I was going to move, one of the biggest things was moving to a place where I had a good support system and I had a good uh, bunch of friends because for someone like me, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast before, but I struggle a little bit with anxiety and depression. And I knew that it was important for me to have a good support system around me. And so one of the things that made it easier, not necessarily easy, because it's still a little tough to leave behind everything you know, but something that made it a little easier was to move uh, to a place that I knew people. And so this person that I have on the podcast today is one of the first people that I met here in Massachusetts. I wouldn't say the first, but one of the first. They're one of the people that made it easy to move here, and they're a dear friend of mine. And so without further ado, I want to mention uh, and shout out Jen Aldana. So why don't you jump on the podcast, Jen? What's up? Alyssa, thank you Jen. so much for having me. I'm such Jen. a fan of you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm a fan of you. Super excited to have you. Marvin is sad that he can't be here today because I don't, oh, you, you've never met Marvin. I don't think I've ever met Marvin and I was honestly really looking forward to meeting him, but yeah. next time, next time, his, next time. his input's always so funny. Yeah. Like he's so, he's he, so good at it. Or he has like, you'll say one thing and then he's like on the total opposite sphere of like opinions and yeah. I love it. So. Yeah, we balance each other out. We balance each other out a lot. Um, he was super excited to be on and then he messaged me this morning and was like, last minute change of plans, here's the deal. And so it was like bittersweet because it's like, boom, congratulations on your promotion. Right, but of damn, course. You're not going to be on the podcast, uh, at least for this week. Uh, and so we'll have to do a part two where you can like get Marvin's input on things. Um, and so, yeah, I'm super excited for today. Even though we don't have Marvin, we're sad we don't have Marvin, but we're super excited that you're on the podcast. And so- Thank you. And shout out to Marvin. Congratulations. Like, yep. that's incredible. So super all incredible. good vibes here. <laughs> all good vibes here. And so, Jen, we were just talking before this and you said that you are a fan of the podcast. I am. Yeah. I am. Oh, I'm such a fan of you. I just like, I'm so excited. I jolted and like need my desk. I like <laughs> you. I mean, we were talking a bit before we started recording and I'm just like mm -hmm. so excited. One, obviously like honored to be a part of your vision and just like your dream and knowing that this was something we talked about before it actually came to life or I think, yeah. you know, and, and then I, yeah. I kind of heard about it in the steps, right? Where you're like, I'm looking for ways to do it and now yeah. that i've moved um and i just i'm such a lover of dreams and i love and just getting to be a part of like your dream is so special to me so i was just thinking about it earlier today i'm like man like how cool it is that you 
move states, you had to start a new job, find a new yeah. community, find a new church, all new, 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 new. And you started a new endeavor, a new dream, if you will. And that's yeah. this podcast. And so, man, I'm super grateful to be a part of it. And I, I genuinely enjoy the show. Like it's y'all are so <laughs> fun. You guys are just funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you, then bro. whoever you bring on, like it's just inspiring. So yeah, Sue, I'm a fan thank you so much. Thank you so much. And guys, just so you know, like she's not faking this. Jen is like being genuine. We were just having a conversation and like she literally like screamed of joy like, ah, because she was that excited. <laughs> and on top of that, like the other day we went to a birthday party of someone's and we're like leaving and our cars pull up right next to each other as we're leaving. And one of the things that she said to me before the green light came was, are you excited for the podcast? So she was excited, <laughs> like from the jump, super excited. She's not faking it for the podcast. Like she really means. Yo, it. no, so, I'm a very genuine person, and yeah. I yeah, I have a lot of energy, which can either invite people or scare them away. But it's all genuine. <laughs> hey, hey, I think it's gonna invite the people that are listening. So no big deal. But Jen, because you are someone who listens to the podcast, you're a fan of the podcast. You know that we play something called rapid fire questions. Yes, <laughs> guys, you can't see her, and I wish you could because like the faces she's making, she's like throwing up her hands. Like I wish you could see the excitement because you're hearing it, but you're not seeing it, and I just feel like it makes the whole thing come around. But okay, so we have rapid fire questions. You know that about the podcast okay. because you listen. Something that I yes. know about you is that fall is your favorite season. That's a fact. Okay. Yes. So we're gonna play rapid fire questions, fall theme. Ooh, okay. To you, okay. So I tried to do my best to find like the fallish, you know, type of questions. So some of them are, you know, like which one would you rather, this or that. Some of them are a little more in depth, but I have about I think like seven questions, and so we'll just do that if you're cool with that. Oh, I love it. Okay, yeah. So here's my first question: You're throwing a fall festival party, okay? And you can only have three fall things to do. What are they? It's rapid fire. So I'm trying to go off the first thing that comes yep. to my head. We're yeah. going to carve some pumpkins. We're going to drink apple cider and have cider donuts. Okay. And we're going to go on a hayride. There you go. Okay. Okay. I see it. So those are the first things. I don't know if they made sense. Like, okay. how are you going to do a hayride at, like, hey. my house, for example? But hey. that's what came to mind. <laughs> All I said was that you were going to have a fall festival. You could have a farm. No one, like, hey, you could do it. You could do a hayride. That's true. Apple cider donuts and apple cider, and which is by far my favorite type of donut is apple cider donuts. Like, so good. Yes. And then, but they got to be warm. They have to be warm. Like, apple right. cider donuts yep. warm. No other way to Absolutely. do it. And then pumpkin carving, which is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Like, and especially if you don't have, like, top, like the top stuff. Like, if you just get the little dollar kit. It's really hard to actually, yep. like, carve a pumpkin. But okay, I like that fall festival. I think I'm I also, like, low-key allergic to pumpkin, I think. I don't know if this happens to oh. other people, but I every time I carve a pumpkin, when you're taking out, like, the guts of the pumpkin, yeah. my hands get super itchy. I'm like, does it happen to everybody, or am I just allergic? That's never happened to me. I'm definitely just allergic then. Cool, wow. cool. Good to know. But she, hey, she's taking one for the team. She's going to do pumpkin carving even though she's allergic. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't it. know, guys. Maybe I'm an anomaly. To comment under, or you can't really comment under the podcast, but comment under when we post and let us know if that happens to you. Like, do your hands get itchy when you take out the guts of a pumpkin? I don't know. Is guts the right word? <laughs> Gutsy, like you inside? said? No, is guts. Is that the right word for like the inside of a that's, pumpkin? That's what I call it. Okay, you know? yeah, I'm gonna go with that. The, no, yes. but it's definitely not like the the literal like wording the filling, of it. The filling of the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Pumpkin filling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Second question. Do you like hot apple cider or cold apple cider? Off the top of my head, I'm gonna say hot apple cider. Okay. Yes. I like okay. both. That's why it's kinda tough, but yeah. There's something about the hot apple cider, especially when it's cold outside. It it hits different like it's mm. okay i respect it yeah yeah all right this one might hurt a little um but i just off the top of your head what's the most overhyped fall thing to do um drink pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> you know what i you're not wrong pumpkin <laughs> spice is probably the most overhyped fall thing 
Yeah, I don't know if it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, drinking is doing an activity, but yeah, so yeah. definitely, I think every fall it's overhyped. Mm-hmm. I like I like pumpkin spice latte. I'm not like crazy about it, mm-hmm. um, but Starbucks has a pumpkin cream cold brew that I really mm. really like. Um, okay. I feel like if Marvin was here, he'd be like, just so you know, we're not sponsored by Starbucks, but <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Starbucks. <laughs> Shout out to Starbucks, but no, Marvin doesn't drink Starbucks coffee. He's not about that much. <laughs> okay, I think there was like a podcast where you guys were talking about like a company that you weren't sponsored by, but you were talking about promoting. I think it was Popeyes. Popeyes, yes. Look at that. Jay yes. is a fan of the podcast. <laughs> a real yeah. fan. And that was when Martine was on. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that was yeah. such an awesome episode. Shout out yep. to Martine. Shout out to Martine. Okay, yeah, I don't really like... I think pumpkin spice and, like, all the pumpkin flavors is overhyped. I would take apple over pumpkin any day. Like, any day. Mm. Every time. Yeah, but, I really like both, but definitely apple, like, wins all the way. Yep, got you. So, on that terms, on, on that, like, same line of thinking, apple pie versus pumpkin pie. Pum- ah, no, ap- I meant apple pie. Apple pie Oof, wins. You almost yes. broke my heart. You almost broke my heart. I thought you were going to say pumpkin pie. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Apple pie. Apple pie. Okay. For sure, for sure. Next one. Top three Thanksgiving foods. Top three Thanksgiving Ooh. foods. Okay, obviously turkey, number one. Number two, okay. mashed potatoes. Ooh, with gravy. That's like one. Wow. And then okay. last one, uh, stuffing. I really like stuffing. Really? Yeah, I feel like that's one of the, it's like a love it or hate it type yeah. of Thanksgiving dish. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I also, it's like, I'm not going to eat stuffing any other time than Thanksgiving. So it's like something I look forward to. Okay. I would have to say that your top three foods are probably foods I wouldn't pick. I'm not a big turkey fan. I don't think I've had a good turkey. Like I'm, and I mean, no shade to my mom or anybody like that. I just don't (laughs) like turkey like that. Uh, Mashed potatoes. I'm not a fan of mashed potatoes. I can't get down with the mashed potatoes. Yeah, really. Probably my least favorite potato form. Is mashed potatoes. Just don't give it to me. Wow. Um, and stuffing. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't really like it. I have tried. I was telling. I talked about this on another podcast. I went to a Thanksgiving, like, just a Thanksgiving. I actually had Thanksgiving in Vermont right before I moved to Massachusetts with my mom and my aunt's oh, cool. family. And they made a platano chorizo stuffing. Yeah. And that was Come good. on. That was good. So, oh my yeah. gosh, that sounds amazing! Yep, yep. So, that's for good. those of you who don't know, I'm Colombian, and so hey, I know exactly out. what she's talking about. Yep. <laughs> oh, that sounds there so good! Go. It was really good. All right, next thing all time best candy because you know, I'm thinking Halloween. What's the all time best candy? Oh, ah, uh, first <laughs> one that pops to my head Kit Kats. Kit Kats, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially if we're talking I, Halloween candy, I love Kit Kats. Okay. I respect it. And last thing, the best thing to do the day after Thanksgiving. Sleep. If you don't have to work. Sleep. So you okay. go into like a food coma. Yeah, that's what I thought about. Food coma, hang out with family. The best okay. thing is definitely not Black Friday shopping. Like that's not <laughs> the best thing that you can do with your time. Like spend time yeah. with your family. Yeah. Relax. Um, have I gone Black Friday shopping? Of course. Um, have I regretted <laughs> it? Of course. But <laughs> you know, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like you, like you have to try it to see what all the hype is about. But it, yep, yeah, just do the Cyber Monday and like chill on yeah. Friday. And I respect yeah. that. So you're saying like stuff your face all Thursday and then Friday, you know, just no work, just sleep in. And have a chill yeah. day with the family. I respect that. Yeah, and that. eat leftovers, like all that. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> I respect that. I'm respect hungry. That. <laughs> yes, yeah. I want. I want. Are you a believer that leftovers are like the better? Like food is better the next day. Oh yeah, definitely. I love leftovers. Yeah, there's certain foods that I'm like best better the next day. Pasta, better the next day. Like, mm. and nine out of ten times you get a pasta, it's gonna be better the next day. Like, so good. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese, mm. better the next day. Like, I don't know, maybe yeah. it's the noodle form. Something about it is just better the next day. Um, so there's certain foods. Some foods, uh. I like, and it also depends how you recook it. Like, fried chicken, throw it in the microwave. I'm not a big fan 
Um, nope, not the but same. Maybe Mm-mm. if I had like a toaster oven or like something like that, maybe. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I, I just don't I know. have a toaster oven and it's still not the same. Because yeah, a lot so of times see. the oil will like seep out and then it's gotcha. still like a little soggy. So gotcha. it's really hot, but it's not like crispy. It's like yep. soggy from the oil. So it's not, exactly. it's still not, not the, the same. same. Not the same. Mm-mm. Okay. So you've heard it here first, guys. Fried chicken is not the same the next day. But if you <laughs> want something the next day, it has to be pasta. It has to be mac and cheese. What's the best thing that you've had the next day? Like you would eat this the next day every time. Okay, so this isn't one, a rapid fire question, so I'm no, gonna no, take. No, not a rapid fire. I'm question. gonna think. Of, okay, I'm gonna think yeah. about this one. Um, I love some leftover Chinese food, like the next oh, day. Oh, that's true. Chinese, you food know. The next day, ooh, it's mm. good. I do have to admit this to the people. Um, I have had Chinese food for breakfast. Leftover Chinese food for breakfast. Not Same. not the the best decision, I guess, like health wise. But hey, I mean, who who made breakfast? Like it's it's twelve o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere. Like if I wanted to eat my meals backwards and do dinner, lunch, breakfast, who's gonna tell me that's wrong? Like, right? Like who made it that this is breakfast food? Like no one said that. I mean, someone said it, but no one like ma- like no one is gonna have to tell me you can only have eggs, bacon, and pancakes in the morning. Nope. So I ate the Chinese food for breakfast, and it was everything. It was everything to me and more. So. I've done that too. That. I've done the cold pizza. Um, I thought I I thought that was like normal. Like, don't people do that? No. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I, I'm sure like some people don't admit that they do. Like they're like. That's a good point. But, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I guess. Yeah, I think it is normal, and I think also if you're like in your young adult years, even more so normal, because like. Right. You're right. Not trying to make because who wants to make breakfast? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Like, if I have leftover Chinese food and that looks good, especially if it's, like, that time of day where it's, like, 11-ish, like, it's, like, almost lunchtime but still kind of breakfast time, I'm eating the Chinese food. Like, 9 Facts. out of 10 times I'm eating yep. the Chinese food. Yep. So Agreed. All right. So that was rapid-fire questions and some because that was just an added bonus. So there you guys go. You guys got that for free. That was just a little tag on. But we're going to jump into the career basics like the the reason why you guys are here is to learn more about jen learn more about the behind the scenes of the career path that she's on and so jen what is the career path that you're on oh wow loaded question um loaded question loaded question so if you don't know these questions are on the spot so i did not have time to prepare but i should have probably thought about this before coming into it (laughs) so i guess (laughs) The first thing that comes, I'm still in rapid fire mode. So I'm like, the first thing that comes to mind is um, career wise, like, I just want to do whatever God wants me to do. Like, that's, that's my career, like wherever he wants me. Um, and what I feel that he's called me to over the years is a handful of things. Mm-hmm. And just before 2020, I always thought it was one thing. I always just thought yeah. it was music. He's only calling me to music, music ministry, to do faith-based music, to do non-faith-based music, which is what I, you know, originally started with. And then it was in 2020 where I felt I opened up just the things that I was interested in and kind of accepted more of like who I was. So I mm. come from a family of entrepreneurs and, and business people and both of my grandmothers um, were business owners and um, my parents have always been in sales and um, mm. my sister just launched a business as well. My older sister, I have wow. two sisters, but yeah, my older sister launched a business. And so last year I was like, I feel like I'm neglecting this part of my identity. I've always just put myself in a box and um, it was actually somebody who called it out of me. It was like this crazy story and I won't get into it, but somebody mm. was like, Hey, I feel like you're hiding. And I was like, what? I don't even know you like that. And they were like, yeah, like, <laughs> like I can, <laughs> like, I can tell you have other gifts. It was like this pastor and we were at some event and, and I was like, what do you mean hiding? Like, did you not just see me like lead worship? Like, how's that hiding? And he's like, no, I see like fashion and I see this. And I was like, oh my gosh, how do you know that? Like, ah, <laughs> So then I just kind of took some time to like pray about this literally happened. It's a really yeah. crazy story. And um, 
I took some time to kind of prey on that. And then I was like, I think I need to get into business and it needs to be surrounded around fashion. Um, so I launched mm -hmm. a brand uh, last yeah. year. And it's called Wonder Brand. So I am a yeah. worship leader, a recording artist, and a small business owner. Dope, dope. And a lot, so just, I do a lot more other things, but the other things are like, we don't need to go into that right now, but gigs, let's start with that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, let's start with that. Let's start with that. That's a lot. So you are a worship leader, recording artist, and you have your own brand now, Wonder Brand. Uh, and so let's talk about Wonder Brand first. Let's talk about that one. So oh, yeah. can you kind of break down, what is that? Because that's the newest one. Um, yeah. so kind of break down what that is, the meaning behind it. You kind of told us how, where it was birthed from or how it started in the sense of like someone called out of you like, you have fashion inside of you, business. And so that kind of came, but like, how did you get to Wonder Brand? Like, how did that name come about? Like, all those things. Yeah, um, Wonder Brand was something that I named it after the city where I'm from. There's a, a train station in Revere, Massachusetts called Wonderland. And okay. um, so back in the day, the story is back in the day, in like the 1800s, there used to be like a carnival and year round right by the beach in Revere, which is the first mm -hmm. public beach in the United States. And wow. so there's a lot of history there and history has always interested me and especially history in Boston and mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. And I, but so growing up in Revere, it, and now like in today, it doesn't, it, the carnival isn't there. It's not very magical. There's like the beach, which is cool. And then there's apartments mm -hmm. and like random restaurants spread out and that's kind of it. And so it reminded me of how, you know, everything comes from something and that no matter where mm -hmm. you are in life, there's something deeper to it, you know, and every person has a story. And um, yeah. I, I wanted to create this brand to bring wonder out of people and to inspire people. And so for me, I felt like I'm from Revere. I'm from this place that comes from so much history that people who maybe even live there now don't even know about. Um, but it is what mm. it is today because of its past. And yeah, the crazy thing is that the, the carnival ended up burning down. And it was like this tragic story. I don't think anyone passed away, though. Thank God. Okay. Um, but uh, so it was this tragic thing that ended. But there it used to be so full of like fun. And yeah. 2020 was that for a lot of people you know a lot of mm. there was a lot of of tension there was a lot of chaos there was a lot of loss but from that also came so many new businesses came people reconciling with each other with tough conversations mm. on racial reconciliation you know like yeah. there's so much good that also came out of this really dark time and yeah. um so for me starting the brand was kind of a way for me to remember, you know, no matter what season, no matter what comes, there's something good that can come from a difficult situation. And I want to remind people mm. of that, too. Wow. So it's so much That's more good. than just the clothes. And I, okay, yeah. what is Wonder Brand? So we yeah. sell, um, I sell, um, thrift and vintage uh, pieces. I upcycle thrifted pieces, too. So in a similar vein, I, you know, take uh, an article of clothing that has already been worn and we'll rework mm -hmm. it. I'll bleach dye it. I'll add um, like patchwork to it or, or yeah. um, screen print on it or something like that. And, you know, add new life to it. And so it's very in line with the whole mission of my brand. And that's a little bit of what we do. That's awesome. That's awesome. And if you guys ever see me wearing a Bruins like bleach t-shirt, that's from uh, Wonder Brand. I got it from there. Hey. So super dope stuff. They're doing great things. And you do like a... I don't know if it's still running right now, but during the summer, there was like uh, these pop-up shops that would happen, right? And you were posted there in Boston? Yes, that's right. So I'm still doing that. Uh, I did it all throughout the summer and doing one mm -hmm. this month in October and in November as well. And it's called New England Open Market, and it's really, really awesome. So all the vendors that uh, sell there are all local small business owners and everything wow. that is being sold is handmade or hand curated. So wow. all the clothes that is being sold is vintage, thrifted. And so everybody kind of has like their own vibe, but there are pe also people who sell like soap or like candles or handbags mm -hmm. and things like that. 
dope. Yeah, it's really, so it's really called, cool. I, I love the community. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So it's called New England Open Market. Is that what you said? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. New England Open Market. Guys, go check it out. She said she'll be there October, November. I'll be there October and November. I'm making... Awesome. I will go to that. October, November. Uh, so go there. Check it out. Get something support wonder brand like support wonder brand support yes. the store. you guys heard it here first support jen so that's amazing and you started that in 2020 or when was the official launch of wonder that's brand? right so the soft launch was in december 2020 so i wanted to make sure okay. that like i started in 2020 because it was like through yep. all the chaos and um but more officially it was established um in 2021 yeah so how was that Cause you said you came from a line of like people who have done business and like that's surrounded you all your life and it's in your blood. So how was that to start a business following all of that? Was that hard for you? Because there was like, there's something to live up to. Did it make it easier? What did that look like for you? I think beyond just what my family has done, it was more so it filled me with wonder, you know, starting something Mm. new and, kind of letting go of those boxes that I'd built around myself. So Mm -hmm. that was the first part of it. It was really freeing where I was like, whoa, there is so much more to me than just being the singer or Mm -hmm. worship leader or whatever Mm -hmm. labels I put on myself and allowed others to put on me. Um, So that was the, the, it was really exciting. Honestly, now I think there's more pressure of like, whoa, starting a business is hard and like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of competition out there and like all that stuff has been kind of getting more to me now which you know I'm working on praying through and um but in the beginning I was like oh this is just so new and I there was sort of this sense there's there was like this carefreeness of it all that I really enjoyed because live performance had completely stopped last year and that was so hard for me as an artist um So starting something that was new and fresh was just exciting and filled me with life. So I don't think I definitely, f- I necessarily felt pressure last year, but I, I'm feeling more of that now, that especially that things are like opened mm. up again. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so kind of going along the lines of what you just said, because you said like open, like performances kind of shut down because of 2020 and this was something new that you started. And I think the first song that I ever heard by you was Trust in You, if that's if I'm correct. I don't know if that's your first song, but it's definitely the first song that I heard. Is that your first song? Yeah. Ever? No, definitely not. So, okay. um, not a real fan. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I'm joking. Guys, no, you know how that's... music is. You find something new. I just found new something. No, new. I love that, it. I love it. Crazy. No, that means so much to me that you would say that. Like genuinely. Like, um, because that's the first song I believe that was I was promoting around the time we became friends. Um yeah. so that makes a lot of sense why you'd remember that one. I'm totally joking. But um, <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, so I re- released like a sort of like a pop synth version of of that song called Trust in You as well as an acoustic version. And mm-hmm. fun fact, it was actually written first as an acoustic song. Uh, but yeah. I worked with an incredible producer named Danny Godwin and um, he reworked it and was like, why don't oh, we sweet. try this with it? And so I really like that. So we released that version first. But yeah, the song is um, all about trusting in God. And the chorus says, whenever one door closes, there's another one. You'll open. I'll trust in you. Yeah. Whenever one door closes, there's another one you'll open. I'll rest in you. Yeah. And um, I'd written that um, actually back in 2017. Um, mm-hmm. I had just gotten, I just finished a long-term relationship. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking on and off for years, you know, yeah. <laughs> like a messy relationship Get, was getting out of that. Um I was feeling really lost in my career and I was honestly depressed. And in that time, I felt the Lord prompting me to write and I felt inspired to write like mm. faith-based music, which I actually had never released before. I have yeah. an EP that I released prior to that um, called Voices. Um, go so check go that check out if you want to be a real fan. <laughs> go check it out if you want to be a real fan. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. 
<laughs> Go check it out. Um, and um, no, but so yeah, writing trust in you was like honestly just an act of faith. Like those words mm. that I was writing, it wasn't like yes lord like i trust in you like everything is good and so i'm just gonna yeah. keep trusting you because things are perfect no yeah. it was like i don't even feel this right now like i don't even know what door is going to be open it feels like every door has closed for me mm. but i'm gonna trust in you so it's almost like i was singing that over myself of like whenever yeah. one door closes there's another one you open i'll trust in you it was more yeah. like that you know whenever one door closes another one you open i'll rest in you and it's almost like that's really what it was like for me yeah and i had a mentor tell me you know i was like i don't know i feel the lord calling me to do this in this season but aren't you supposed to be like happy when you write like songs yeah. about god <laughs> you know like yeah. and she was like you know what about the psalms you know like some of the psalms were sad and and, yeah. and she was like this is the time where you should be writing even more because that's real and people will relate with that because everyone isn't happy all the time yeah so you know shout out to her for you know putting that word in my heart and in my ears and it really helped me just write the song and to release um my latest ep and write it um that's you know title trust in you yeah and you've had a couple people get tattoos based off of that song right it's crazy yes <laughs> there yeah. are three people who are tattooed right now yeah with the words trust in you and then like a verse that goes with it or just literally just trust in you it's yeah just the words i thank you for reminding me about that but yeah that's a thing yeah. and then there's like somebody else who has other lyrics from a different song on the EP called yeah. Heaven Rejoices, which is wild to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> makes no sense. It will never be normal. <laughs> like, what? That's awesome. But I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just really glad that people, and it's like, it's words that I wrote in a song, but they're also in the Bible, and they're mm -hmm. so it's. You know, the song inspired them to get the tattoo, but the real inspiration is to continue to trust in God. And that's the coolest part yeah. to me. Um, the whole thing is wild, but yeah. Thanks for reminding me about yeah. that. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. It's uh, I remember that's like one of the first things, like, like you said, we were becoming friends around that time when you released that song and when you were promoting that song. And then I remember like all these people, like I remember like meeting people with actual like lyrics on. And then I've seen, like you said, the other one of Heaven Rejoices, which I know that song too, guys. So I am a real fan. I just didn't know the before the <laughs> like, I didn't know the before this, but I know about the EP. I know about the music. I posted it out there, gave it to my youth group boys. That's a fact. You're a real okay? fan for sure, for sure. Fan. More than you know a, f a fan, much more important, you're a real friend. Oh, that's true. Thank you. Yep, that is true. That's the, and that's the, I think, the best part about, like, being able to do this podcast, right? Like, just random segue, right? Or, like, random side note, your rabbit hole. It could have been so easy for us, right, if we wanted to become big as a podcast to try and get, like, these big-time people to come who have, like, thousands of albums and all these things, right? But right. the really cool thing about this podcast and one of the things that makes it so fun and something that I want to continue to do is that I get to talk to people that I know personally and be a part of putting their stuff out there and using this as a platform to continue to push them because I believe in what they do and I believe in the message that they're, that they're pushing and... I believe that, like, you know, like, I just don't like when, like, people, like, want to support all these big-time people but not the people around them. And so this was a cool opportunity for me to have those conversations with people, help other people be inspired in their own journey, help other people who are listening to, like, hear about people who are just like them, who maybe still working at 9 to 5 and doing their thing, having to do side gigs and try to figure out the career that they want to be on, and, like, be inspired by that, see the behind the scenes of that have a bigger appreciation for people doing different things and then at the same time push the people that I care about and the people that I know are going to be amazing like forward and I get to say that I was a part of that not for my own gain but just to say that I was a part of seeing this person blow up and become amazing at whatever they want to do and so that's the really cool part about it I get to talk to my friends and so like I 
I don't get paid for this at all, but I get to do something that I'm starting and I get to start it with my friends. Like I get to have conversations with my friends and talk to them. And I learn new things all the time about my friends that I've known, like people I've known for years, people I've known for months. You would think I would know some of these things already, but it's just like not things that you think of asking. And so this podcast gives me an opportunity to ask the questions that I would have never thought of asking aside from that. So it's really, really cool. So not just a fan, but a friend. Not just a fan, but a friend. So that was yes. a little tangent. A little and tangent. with, yes, I love a good tangent. So at this <laughs> point, if you have not followed, subscribed, reshared, and clueless, this is your chance. Pause this yep. this episode. Go do all of that and come back. We'll be right here waiting for you. But <laughs> I, it's similar. Everything you just said, that's why I'm so hyped to be a part of it. Because it's like yeah. the beginning of something. And so for me, similar, exactly what you're saying. I That's why I feel so honored being here. Because I'm like, this is the beginning of something new. Something fresh. You stepping mm-hmm. out in faith. You obeying a tug on your heart you know what i mean like you yeah. know i don't know if you if, if this is something that you felt like god was calling you to do or, or, or something you're just doing whatever it's good is coming from it and i celebrate mm-hmm. that and i celebrate you stepping out in faith um from one entrepreneur to another you know I, and from one female entrepreneur to another like yeah as, <laughs> as a good friend of mine would say real recognizes real so i just want to <laughs> shout you out too and <laughs> for doing what you're doing you're that. killing it i appreciate that Jen. you're killing it so going back to you because this this episode is about you right? <laughs> but i do appreciate all those kind words but going back to you right and going back to you writing you know trusting you i kind of wanted to talk about this because we have had uh like another music artist on here right martine we shouted her out in the beginning shout out to martine um but like as I've, you know, been able to like think of, listen back to her episode and think, I'm like, oh, there's a couple of other things I want to know about like music and being, are you, you're an independent artist? Is, am I that correct is right. in that? Yeah. Yes. So like, there's a couple of things that I like, you know, want to hear more about. So my question to you is what is the writing process like? Do you have a song? You have Ooh. an idea. You kind of told us like, you know, where that came from and what was going on. But like, what is that like? Like, did you sit down and write this song in an hour? Did it take weeks? Like, what, what did that look like for you? Mm. Uh, that's a that's a great question. And I was actually thinking about that this week because a lot of my songs actually come to me while I'm driving. And mm. it's a little dangerous, <laughs> not gonna <laughs> lie, because <laughs> I'm like, don't try this at home. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'll be driving and I think it's also because first of all I love driving especially I don't like city driving but like just Mm. long drives on the highway oh so peaceful um so a lot of times when I'm driving I'll get a melody or I think it's because my headspace is just clear you know I'm not distracted by anything I'm not distracted by my phone I'm not distracted by Mm who like responsibilities I'm, I'm just driving you know and i feel like it clears me up to come up with melodies and and words and and i also get really deep in thought as i'm driving mm. so as words start coming to me about how i feel about maybe an ex or maybe something that my mom said or something i heard from a sermon or mm-hmm. church culture like positives and negatives you know like or my relationship with God, my faith, like things will start coming up and then I'll start putting them to melodies as I'm driving. Like I'll just hum something Mm. or even I'll be listening to a song and I'll hear like an instrumental from that song, whether that this happened this week. It was like this artist I was listening to. I don't even know who it was because my Spotify was like, I was listening to Tori Kelly. She came out with a new song. Oh man, I wish I remembered the other artist's name. Mm-hmm. But the song is really good and it just kept playing different artists that are related yeah. to the person Tori Kelly collabed with and it was so good. It was like this piano like jazz moment and I actually studied jazz in, in college uh, for a semester and, I, and vocal jazz and I loved it and um, I also been in high school. But anyways, I started coming up with this like melody and lyric and 
from what the person was playing and I just like grabbed my phone and thankfully I was in traffic too so I grabbed my yeah. phone and you know got the voice memo started recording and um that's how trusting you also came about I remember wow. where I was when I started singing whenever one door closes there's another one you'll open I'll trust in you I was driving God, you, like you heard it here first. she just sang for you on the podcast thank you on the podcast <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> I'm done. Um, I was like turning onto an exit, and in I don't know how honestly exits are mm -hmm. in other states, but I feel like the ones here are like really sharp turns. Like they're mm -hmm. like you're, you're going like yeah. 70 miles per hour, and then all of a sudden you have to slow down to like 20 miles per hour, and you're like turning like <laughs> exactly super intense. Um, and so I I was turning on one of those turns, and I was that melody and lyric came to me. Wow. Like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> and um, wow. so, yeah, driving. Mm -hmm. I did not sit down for hours. It was like, I'll get a chorus or like a hook or something while I'm driving. And not every single time, but like more recently yeah. in my latest project, Trusting You, a lot of the songs um, came about that way. Well, wow. and you write your songs 100%, like all you, or does other people collab with you? Yes, I've... A lot of my songs are just me, most of them. I think I have one that I released that was a co-write. Um, mm. But I want to definitely collaborate a lot more in the future. Mm -hmm. And that was something that um, in 2020, I realized, I'm like, why don't I do that more? And I think mm. it was honestly just like fear, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. of like, I don't, I don't even know exactly what, but... I realized yeah. how silly it was and how yeah. much more enjoyable it would be to like write with other people. And I've done mm. it. I've done, I've written a lot with people in the past, but never released anything with anyone else. Um, yeah. But I'm so ready. I'm so ready for hey. it. Hey, maybe you're Martine. <laughs> hey, just of that. shout out to Martine. Shout out to Martine. Martine, you get a shout out to this podcast. Wow. Martine, hit that. me up. <laughs> real recognize is real. <laughs> um but so okay along with that like that's how you write songs so I, this is something that's always fascinated me right because i mean not a lot of people know this but like i i mm. enjoy music a lot like i like music a lot yeah. i used to do spoken word i used to do rap and so now like i have like things in my phone of like lyrics that I get of Christian music, like yes. songs that I get and things like that. And so I've actually actually sat down with Martine and uh, uh, <gasps> our worship, my worship leader back home uh, in New York City. Shout out to Josh. Uh, and we have literally wrote a song together. I had this chorus that I couldn't that let go is of. Like, so sick. This hook, this chorus. And I went with them because I don't play any instruments or anything like that. We sat together and they helped me get the verses. And so I struggle with verses. I'm really good at hooks and like choruses. And so I have tons of things like in my phone right now of like, Alyssa. Things that I get. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a singer by any means. I can hold a tune, but I'm not a singer. So one of my goals is to be able to write like an album, a Christian album or EP or something that has other people singing it, but I want to write it. And so like, even after this, I'm supposed to be sitting down with Mariah and like going through some of those courses that I have and doing something. And so, but this has always been the thing that leading into my question. I promise this is not a, a flex. This is leading to my question. Oh, this well, please. If even if it was a flex, I love it. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> but like, here's the thing that I've always like, I've been like, I guess you could use the word perplexed by is like, how do you take a song and then take a series of songs, right? Or like a bunch of different songs and make an EP. Like, how do you know this one makes the EP? This one doesn't. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like, especially because like you said, and kind of similar to how I get it is you'll be sitting somewhere doing something and you randomly get this like lyric, melody, whatever, and you kind of write it down, but there's no necessarily like linking it to the one before. So how do you choose mm -hmm. the songs that you want to put in the EP? And how do you go like, this is the main one. Like I'm going to name it trust me. How do you do that? Right. So I want to, I do want to, you know, credit that I did study songwriting and mm -hmm. not that I was writing. I've been writing songs since I was like maybe 10. And um, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that they were good songs or great songs. <laughs> but, you know, I've been do just doing it for a long time for fun, writing yeah. songs about like the sky or like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just things like that. Um, but I did end up studying songwriting, so I can't help but 
think about the things that I've learned um, mm-hmm. from just studying. Um, but I would say for, I guess, for advice, if anyone is like, how do you do that? Or um, in terms of like song titles, you know, it's always good to find something that's memorable about the song or maybe mm-hmm. usually the song title will come from the chorus and um, yeah. it'll be the the lyric that encompasses the song mm. um what it's the song is about yeah. or maybe you know you want your title to be off center and you want it to be like something that you say in the verse or mm. maybe something that you say very right at the end of the song yeah. and then you let people be intrigued by the song title but you don't wrap it all up until the ending of the song you know it's Mm. you can get as artistic and creative with it as you want but i would say more commonly that song titles for example it's usually part of the chorus that is repetitive and that people will remember yeah and then how did you choose what songs you were going to put in your ep because if you've been writing since you were 10 years old i'm assuming you have tons of songs maybe not all like ones you want to release but tons right so that's that was super tough even before just what songs mm-hmm. to be on the EP, it was my thing was what genre do I want to release next? Mm, so my yeah. first EP, because I write all different types of songs. I write country, I'll write wow. sort of. I didn't know that. Yeah, I have a, I'll, I have to show you some recordings. I have like yeah. some country songs recorded. That's and dope. It, it's, I almost moved to like Nashville. And when I sing country, like my twang comes out. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like I have twang and I'm Latina. Latina, like how does that even make, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's so weird, but it's a thing. And um, so yeah, I write all different genres, honestly. Mm-hmm. I grew up listening to all different types of music and it's just gone into, I feel like, <laughs> Some people listening, I just lost them with the country thing. They're like, <laughs> they're you? like, yes, they're like country. Like, okay, turns turns episode off next. Episode off, next. Um, no, but um, but yeah, I was I grew up listening to a lot of rock as well. So like, my dream when I was a kid was to be literally a rock star. Like, I was like, I wow. will be the next Haley Williams, and like, wow. that's not what I'm doing now at all. All right, guys, quick pause because I could just cut the podcast stitch it together at the parts that make sense, right? That's what you do on a podcast. You take out the parts that people don't need to hear or like maybe any of the technical difficulties, you stitch it together. But the same way we want you guys to be in the process of the people that we bring on, we want you guys to see the process of how the podcast works because we are just starting a podcast. Like we're still figuring it out, but I kid you not, I cannot make this stuff up. This literally just happened. Jen was talking, giving us her spiel, right? Let Answering the question. And I kid you not, I start to hear country music play after she mentions country music, like just playing in my headphones. And I'm like thinking maybe it's someone passing by a room, maybe someone's music is too loud. But no, she couldn't hear the country music, only I could. It was like we picked up a signal uh, from her side that was playing country music in my ears as she was talking about country music. And then on top of that, it just starts glitching. She can't get back in the room. And so I kid you not, we've probably spent about 30 minutes just figuring this out and getting back to recording this podcast. And so what you're about to hear as we continue on is like 30 minutes later from the first half of what you just heard, or not half, but majority of what you just heard. This ending part is just 30 minutes later. I cannot make this stuff up. Like this is real life. This is the type of stuff that happens when you try to record a podcast through like, an, uh, a platform an online platform like i just I, I don't even know jen do you want to give any insight on what just happened i was like i don't know if this is a sign that i need to get into country music <laughs> or what but literally everything she said is true yeah. and i'm still blown away and that was just oh, crazy so it was literally i couldn't hear what she was talking about and she was like signaling for me to pause to stop talking because we can see each other and i'm just talking and (laughs) she was like do you hear that and i'm like hear what like what are you (laughs) talking and she's like do you hear the music and i was like what music she's like it's country music like 101.7 no she said it's 101.7 and then i was like 
that's crazy because I know that station, that's a country station. And yeah. I was just talking about country music. She was just talking about country music, guys. It's so creepy. And then she, I, like, because she couldn't hear it, I thought maybe I was crazy. I literally brought Mariah in here, had her put on my headphones, and she heard it too. Like, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Like, this is oh stuff you gosh. can't make up. This is the behind the scenes that, like, oh may, gosh, maybe so people funny. don't tell you about when they do podcasts. But, like, that just happened to us. We were just listening to country music. Then there was a glitch. She couldn't get back on. We're here now. We're going to jump back into the podcast. But I needed to give you guys that. Like, because that, I just couldn't bypass that. I couldn't just go back to the podcast and act like nothing happened. I had to let you guys in on that because that was probably the wildest thing in the eight episodes that I've recorded. Uh, that is the wildest thing that's happened so far. Which is kind of cool for me as the guest because yeah. <laughs> we, we've we gone through a lot in this one episode together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I love knowing that it's been the wildest one. So no, Yeah, because like you have the, the basic technical difficulties. Things happen, happen to us last week. Like these things happen. But for country music, you just start playing randomly in my head. Like that was wild. Um, I'm going to oh need to talk about this. Like this is just insane. But... Hey, guys, I do want you to know that, like, as you record podcasts, you bond with your guests because there's so many things that you just got to <laughs> do and roll with. Like, you just start to bond. So, great. Okay. But back to what you were saying, Jen. The question yes. at hand was how do you pick songs for the EP? And you kind of told us, like, that's tough, right? Because it's not just about picking songs. It's also about picking the genre. You really right. want you – really, you write country music. You really liked rock music growing up, and you're not doing any of that now. So from there, what are your thoughts? I'm scared to bring up the C word. Maybe like it'll start, it'll start like slowly looming in again. <laughs> but <laughs> country music, um, yeah. So yeah, so for me, you asked me about the songwriting process and the toughest part wasn't necessarily the songwriting, but it was the genre that I wanted to go into. Um, yeah. So I had worked with, a pro when I was shopping around for a producer, um, the first one I contacted was someone that I was a fan of, he, who was not just a producer, but was also an artist. And yeah. his name's Danny Godwin, an incredible, incredible musician and artist, producer, all the things. And um, I was like, hey, I'm not just looking for, you know, someone to just produce my songs, but someone who wants to go on a journey with me and figure out, like, mm. my sound. And he was like, yeah. I would love to be a part of something like that. And I was like, so I'm not going to commit until I find the right person who, who is down to do that. And I want to make that super clear. And he was like yeah like i want to be a part of that too so um we started working together and we had created a bunch of songs that were kind of like this electron dark pop if you will yeah. like kind of electronic ambient type mm. of music and i was getting ready to release that and i didn't feel peace about it so mm. then i kind of went back to the drawing board and like prayed about it and then i felt that's when i felt confirmation to do like more like faith-based music and and mm. and worship and that's when when i was working with him i was like we had a whole meeting about it i remember we went for a walk and i was like hey um this is what i want to do and i know i want to do it um i just don't want it to sound like every other worship song or every other like christian song um yeah and so working with him was such a treat because although he was also like in the worship played in worship teams and stuff like his music just never sounded like generic mm. christian music if you will faith-based yeah. music and um so it was a lot of fun working with him and honestly kind of hard because you know when you think about creating music that is like has themes of christian or faith and, and christianity it's it's easy to put it in a box or oh it has to sound like this but yeah yeah um we tried to break free from that and um it was a lot of fun to create so i'm grateful That's for the awesome. journey yeah as yeah. we were talking i was like i'm gonna ask her how does this differ but also what are the similarities of you being an independent artist and you being a worship leader Ooh, and then you question. kind of segued into that with the whole you know making a new sound and things like that so that's such a good question. So what first comes to mind is like recently I booked a gig um, playing at like a fall festival, for example. Mm -hmm. It's not a music festival. It's just like a fall festival. And yeah. then I'll be like the background music there while people are enjoying. So I'm excited about it. And um, it's I'm not going to be playing like worship music or anything or wearing yeah. the hat of worship leader and leading people 
it, at this fall festival into worship. I'm just yeah, yeah. playing like random pop songs and um, probably some originals as well. But anyways, um, the person was like who was booking me was really adamant about saying like, hey, this is like not faith based. Like we're not playing any like worship music or anything it, or we're yeah. only playing like quote unquote secular music like just to make yeah. that super clear and it was like whoa like <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah. I, I i emailed back very kindly you know just explaining like hey i do gigs like this all the time like not to worry it's you know i wear both hats and yeah. um so there was the person who uh, is running the event and then the person who who booked the event for me so i spoke she was the first one to tell me like hey she really wants me to let you know that no no faith-based music and i was like yeah. hey just i was like that's really funny like it's 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 more common than you think and i'm no i was actually like there's not m many of us out there but there are some of us who can lead worship and be very much in that sphere and then also um do music that is i don't honestly don't like using the word secular uh -huh. i just say that it's like not faith-based you yeah, know yeah. or just like whatever you want to call it yeah. but um because I think all music is beautiful and mm -hmm. can be a form of worship. And like, yeah. for example, I think you don't need to be on a microphone to be a worship leader. Like you could be mm -hmm. on piano and be a worship leader and you could be on drums yeah. and be a worship leader. You're leading others into worship. And yeah. so much so that on my EP, I wanted to get that message across where I meshed a non-worship song with a worship song. So I mixed mm. Nora Jones's Come Away With Me with Jesus mm -hmm. Culture's Come Away. And mm. it's like, and I don't, I'm pretty 95% sure Nora Jones did not write that song as a worship song. But if you really listen to the lyrics, it's a love song, right? And, yeah, you know, it's it's it could easily turn into a worship song. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if people are, you know, going to be offended by that. But I was like, that's mm -hmm. how I feel as a person where God is so beyond our limits, even in like genres. God is so beyond mm. just even a, a church building. Like we can encounter him outside of a building as well. And yeah, we just love putting things in boxes, you know? Yeah, I'm so yeah. guilty of that myself. And, and I was like, man, if I'm really going to do this like faith music thing, I want to make sure I'm still myself and not mm -hmm. feeling like I have to look, act, be like anybody else but me. And that's yeah. been the journey of me being a worship leader, but also doing music that is not worship. And yeah. I actually started doing music that wasn't worship first. Like I was mm -hmm. in a rock band. I was, I even would, I was like scream in the band sometimes. Like yeah. I was really into like emo, metal, like <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. So I've done all different types of genres and I'm just like, man, like they have all influenced me from Latin music to rock to R&B yeah. to Motown. I love Motown. But anyways, really? not okay. yes, not to get too off topic here, but yeah, um, all of that has influenced who I am as a person. So then label me as a worship leader. All you think I can do. I'm super passionate about this. I'm like, all you think yeah, I yeah. can do is is sing Hillsong. Yeah. you know yeah, yeah yeah and it's like no like i can and that's the beauty of getting to do both it's like i love expressing myself you know through a motown song you know if i'm doing a mm. gig i was just do, we were texting you know this weekend and i was just yeah. doing a gig um at an uh independent living home for the mm -hmm. elderly love the elderly they are so sweet, so full of <laughs> wisdom, and so appreciative of music. So musicians yeah. out there, if you, you know, don't say no to these gigs. For me, I did it in the beginning just for the money. And now they're some of my favorite gigs to do because you have an audience that is attentively yeah. listening to you and is so appreciative of what you're doing. So mm. anyways, just a little word of advice there for yeah. you musicians. Um, anyways... I'd much rather play to an appreciative crowd than like at a loud bar. But anyways, yeah. I, you know, was singing these really old classics and it's mm. expressing myself through that and my artistry, yeah. you know, there's songs that I didn't necessarily write, although I did sing originals as well, but I'm still expressing myself as a singer, mm -hmm. as a, the artistic part of it. And, um, I've wrestled a lot with 
this very thing, this very question, you know, how do you, yeah. do you have to turn off one of the other, like, do you have to, do I have to, when I'm a worship leader, do I just completely turn off the singer songwriter part of me or whatever, yeah. or all the other things I can do vocally. And it's like, no, I've finally come to a place where I can embrace myself fully. And mm. in the same way that we talked about earlier in the podcast of like, I don't want to limit myself just to music. Like, Mm -hmm. I am passionate about fashion and business as well. And um, so this whole, these past couple of years for me have been all about embracing who God made me fully, not just like the parts mm. that I'm comfortable with, but even embracing like all the gifts, all the talents, not even just that, but also just like my personality, who I am, mm -hmm. you know, that um, the fullness of that. And there's nothing, and that can sound cocky to some people but it, that was a false humility thing that I was believing as well of mm. oh you know I just gotta stick to one thing because like I'm not trying to do the most and like who yeah. am I to think and it's like whoa like I'm blessed and highly favored like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me like yeah. I the limits are endless if I yeah. trust in God and just step forward in faith and what I feel that he's calling me to do and who he's made me to be, you know, yeah. period, period. And I've just been walking in that these past couple of years and it hasn't been perfect. I've wrestled with myself the most. I have been my worst enemy at some moments mm. where I'm having these arguments in my mind of like, should you even be doing this? Should you just like give up? What's the point? And it, I keep going because there's something deep inside that's like, but what if? You know, mm. like, what if, and also why not me, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. I, I'll wrap this all up like this because I feel like uh, such a good podcast. If you made it this this far, like, stick through for the next five minutes and we'll be done. But, like, come on, such good stuff. We've covered a lot of good things. But I, this is the last thing I'll say and the last thing, my last question. We spoke this week, like you just said, we were texting and, you know, I kind of gave you the details about the podcast and, you know, in the sense of like, hey, this is what we need, whatever, right? And one of the things that you told me, and I, I mentioned to the, to the, wow, I just stuttered. I mentioned this to you. Um, you had said that you weren't going to be able to push the podcast out recent, right now because you are on a hiatus, if you will, from social media. And my question to you is, why do you feel like that's important as someone who's in an industry that's very social media driven, right? So I'm thinking for like someone who wants to be in music, someone who wants to start their own brand business, right? Social media can be such a huge thing because you feel like you got to have this presence on it. You got to always be posting, always staying relevant, always, you know, putting content out there. Why did you feel like, no, it's necessary to take a little break from social media even though that's such a pushing thing, especially in the field that you're in. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And okay. great, great question. For me, this year has been one of the best years of my life, but also one of the most difficult at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I've just been sorting through my identity, like I've been talking about, you know, when you're trying to embrace who you are as a full person, you yeah. need to ask yourself some really deep questions. What do I want in life? Like, who am I? You know, what what's mm -hmm. next and why do I want it? Is what I'm pursuing right now making sense to get me there? And with social media, it's really hard to ask yourself all those questions and not be bombarded with information that most often is useless and mm. also with being concerned with what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So I fell into this trap, which we, if you're on social media, everyone has gone through this and it's not new, you know? Yeah. Um, I just fell into this trap of comparison. I fell into, I got, my mind was so boggled with questions that I was struggling with, with frustrations, with, with, fears i felt like i was having like an identity crisis and yeah um i was like i don't think social media is helping and it really mm. wasn't so i've been off for a little bit over a month now i think and um and i'll be honest it hasn't been like 
and I didn't intend it to be a total like I haven't touched social media since um I wanted to stay on my brand's social media as well and even Mm -hmm. just popping on there for little things here and there you know it's easy to I haven't scrolled a lot honestly but I'll see things and um Mm -hmm. But the break has been so good for me. And I honestly haven't even posted a lot on my brand like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it's been good for my my clothing brand. It's been good for me musically. I mm-hmm. was in this dry season of not wa- wanting to write, not writing, yeah. and not feeling inspired and, and just sad. <laughs> and yeah. so turning off all those voices and all of the influence that social media has yeah was the best thing i could have done for myself so that i can realign and take this time to prepare even for what's going to happen in january you know like mm. what do i want what do i want yeah. as a person yeah. who do i want to prioritize in my life personally what do i want to prioritize musically and what Mm -hmm. do i want to prioritize in my business not because the trends are saying this but because Mm -hmm. it's what i freaking want to do period like no one else yeah just praying and just like me and god and what i want to do next that's good stuff that's good stuff so you did it to realign yourself and it actually is benefiting your brand and your music rather than just feeling the need to be on social media and push it Definitely. And you kind of, especially if you post every day or every other day, there's always this like scrambling for for content and like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, like you said, staying relevant and making sure people are still watching. And it's like, yeah, that's good. But if I'm not good, what good is it? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a line right there. (laughs) Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I feel like we covered a lot and I feel like this all the time, like we're gonna have to do a part two, maybe season hey. two. We'll do a part two because I just feel like there's not enough time to cover all the things that we could possibly talk about. But I want to thank you for being so vulnerable and open and honest and allowing us into your life and the behind the scenes of the things that you do and the things that you're passionate about and about being so passionate about being on the podcast. Like that's super appreciated and super dope. Um, and so I just want to thank you guys. I hope you were inspired. Jen is so real, so authentic, so genuine. And like, I, I wish you could see it. Cause like, even the way you, when you watch her talk, you could see like that she's just in it and she's passionate about it and she's genuine. Um, and you know, hopefully soon we'll have, uh, what is it called? We'll have visuals along with the audio um, that'll come in the seasons to come. But for right now, we're just going to keep it to audio because we want to make sure that when we bring you guys something, we bring it to you with excellence, not perfection, but excellence. And so we don't want to push the the train too fast. Um, and so I hope you guys love this episode. But listen, we love you guys. I'm super, super excited for this episode to come out and all the episodes that will come out as we Uh, are getting towards the end of season one. But don't get sad. Don't worry, there will be a season two, season three, more to come. Uh, But as we push towards the end of season one, make sure you share, make sure you like, make sure you send it out to all the people. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at 100 followers. We're doing a giveaway. Um, We are 16 followers away from 100 followers on Instagram. So get us there. Um, We've been pretty consistent in posting every week, getting you guys content. Um, and hopefully you guys are inspired. Hopefully that you guys like what you're hearing and hopefully you guys will want to be on this podcast one day. You never know. Marvin says it almost every week. You never know. One day you could be on this podcast talking to us about your career path and about your dreams and your passions. And so I love you guys and I will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.